Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod channel. I am Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Hello, hello. G'day. How's your week going, everybody? Welcome to the 411. Yeah. This is one of the shows, the many shows that we will drop right across the week on this channel. That's what you can expect if you subscribe. Different shows on different days, broski. The 411's pop culture news that's going on around the world or in this country that we're interested in. Gotta say, dry week. I mean, apart from Stacey June's jumpsuit, like, not oh a lot fuck, of everybody's frothing the jumpsuit, aren't they? You were compared to Meghan Markle in an article the other day, and I put it everywhere. Like, I was like, <laughs> do I be graceful about this? No, no. Uh, <laughs> not at all. If you're going to be compared to Meghan Markle, I mean, Christ, just Own take it. that it. with zero grains of salt. I um, thought it's been interesting because the Bachelor couple dropped all their f- wedding photos this week too, like Tim and Anna, who I love, and the, their hey, wedding they, was didn't exquisite. They get- what you, I thought saw pics of that from ages ago. Well, they dropped a few, but like I oh, mean, all proper, good oh and proper, God, all like of them now, all of them. Mm. Um, and it's just so funny, like how different people's approaches is, and I actually think it's quite refreshing. Mm. Like really nice to see that we can live in a place where everyone has their their way. Mm, it's Two good. very different offerings. Very, very good. Take your pick. Um, anyway, the, earlier on in the week, we did like a very special edition, Stacey's big announcement. Her and Ben ran away to New York, eloped. Oh, what is with you having a phone on loud? That's something that you do when you... Should I answer it? Who is it? It's Ben. Yeah, answer. Put him on that speaker. Oh. Hey, babe, I'm recording and now you're on the podcast. Okay, no worries. Um, I was just ready to say hi. I'm, I've got to go back upstairs and start to get in half an hour. Uh, how's it all? He's got a big. He's got a big presentation. Is that what husbands how's and it, wives do? How's it all going? Yeah, really good. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah we just had a big brain, brainstorm for some things, and that was good fun. And uh, yeah, can hear from a few more people this afternoon. I'm gonna to have to go and have a couple of beers afterwards. Oh, I don't, God! I don't really want to, but I have to. I, oh, I know why you've done that. He's, oh, he's done I, that so he doesn't have to. Answer, so he's said I it out loud really, and everybody's heard it. I don't really want to, but I have to. I have is to, yeah. is there anything you want to say to the posse? Um, hello. Uh, welcome to my day. Uh, <laughs> thank you for having me and yours. Uh, you're all very beautiful people, and I hope to be speaking to you more soon in the future. <laughs> What are you? What are you looking at? You just get your own show. Yeah, what are you going to do? You're going to yeah. branch off and do a bros podcast or something? Stand up in front of a lot of people talking. You know. I see you feeling confident. Yeah, I'm feeling confident. Yeah, good I for you, doll. I love that you got. Good for yeah. you. It's so good. All right. I'm living my 
best, living my best life. Yeah. Oh well, just ask Mercer about that. Um, oh, or no. I'm living my best she life loves a lot that lately. Tagline. All right, I we am. actually do have a yeah, show go. to record, okay. so we're going to get going. But uh, well, okay. that's great news. I'll call you later. Okay, bye. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> he is living his best life. He's sitting in his power. You can hear it. Yeah, isn't he? Yeah, different kind of confidence. Do you, I was say, do you reckon he's the most confident he's ever been since no, you've known Ben's him? Like pretty stable. Mm. I think he just flexes different muscles at different times. Mm. He's not like us, like all in your face. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, we just like sometimes. I think we're getting. We're definitely different this year. But I think in the past we're like, here, these are all the things we can do: tricks, trades. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay, and. He's just like, I'll give this one forward. I'll move this one forward, but never all at the same time. Yeah, right. So singular <laughs> muscle use at one time. Yeah. So it's like leg day for him. Yeah, <laughs> whereas we're like, it's body yeah. day. All of the muscles all the time. <laughs> Moving everything at once. Yeah, okay. Pretty much. Okay. Well, no, let's just flex one muscle today. And that is talking about shit that the rest of the world or the country is talking about that interests us. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I want to talk about... Um, consent laws. Actually, I've, I clicked on an article today about um, consent uh, laws and how they vary state to state in this country. Mm-hmm. And essentially the feeling that I had when I started reading through this article was, oh, my God, how did I not know about this? Same with the And also, yeah, yeah. yeah, and also if I'm thinking that, I reckon there'd be a lot of people too that, that wouldn't know as well that – the fact that consent laws even vary state to state in this country and it's quite a complex, convoluted um, uh, point like when it comes, well, it's when it comes today. down Why to it. Why is it new? I mean, I just want to speak about Mila Kunis and how she met Ashton Kudji years before she got married mm. and then like they were different people then and then they got married later. She's spoken out about that, so that's all really. Okay, yeah. I mean, there's places for everything. Yeah, don't diminish it. I'll it's just very we'll talk about that soon. I, I, I'm not completely across why this is making the news today. Was the it reason, New South Wales changed? Yeah, there's there's pushes to reform New South Wales state laws. Okay, so just to give you a bit of context here, as I said, whether you're having sex in Queensland, in Tassie, in New South Wales, the sexual consent laws really dramatically vary. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think what any are they? I don't think anybody would realise. Well, Tassie and Victoria are actually their consent laws are the toughest. Yeah. So before you go to have sex with somebody, and I had no idea about this, and I don't know if you did, but I don't reckon the masses would. If you're in Victoria or Tassie where they're the toughest, you have to legally make sure the person that you are about to have sex with did or said something that communicated consent. Mm-hmm. You can give consent and then you can take it away. So you can be in the act of consented sex, communicated consent with somebody, and then midway through a sexual encounter, you can then decide that you don't want to consent to that sexual act anymore and then retract it. And if that person then continues, then that is rape. Well, here is the line. Well, is it rape? You can't. That's the bit, That's the interesting thing about all of these laws. And I'm saying legally. I'm not saying whether I think it is personally. But legally, that's been half the problem. But if consent, when- if consent is then taken away, and you have communi- and you've communicated that you no longer want to have sex with someone, whether you're in the act, about course, to, at the course. end, but legally, that's the, commu- the communication line is key. Well, this and is- this is the thing. I think this is the language we can actually we can design here. It, it's it's the wording is, I've changed my mind. Hmm. Because this is the thing in other states that aren't. Um, Tasmania and Victoria, there doesn't have to be that communicated consent. So basically, 
back a few years ago, so this was um, in 2007, there were reforms around, you know, consent and legalities and it flared up a lot. I don't, I didn't know much about this case, but it was quite big at the time that the 2013 rape case, there was this dude named Luke Lazarus and there was this chick that um, they had sex in an alleyway at the back of a King's Cross hotel. It's and massive. Yeah. It's I'd, still I'd, in court, isn't it? Still yeah, going? that's why they're yeah. talking about it because it's essentially being used as a, a an example of how convoluted um, and complex consent can be, and also and how, how that hard varies it is to prosecute. Exactly right. Mm. So I didn't know that much about this case to be. You know, and in my opinion, this case honest. isn't that convoluted. It's just that the law doesn't support the victim. That's right. So, and you know what? New South Wales Police have come out and, and they've said that they released a statement saying, we are dismayed at how daunting and traumatic it is for a victim to realise what is needed to prove she did not consent. Because mm. I think a lot of it is put back on that victim thing where it's like, well, did you, you know, and you think to yourself, well, if I didn't technically say or if I didn't technically communicate even though I you know so I won't press charges you know what I mean but before we get to any of that can you give us the other states because I think it's just interesting to like know have all the the facts up front so back so back in 2007 where the the reform in New South Wales is a big game changer essentially it made it easier for people who might have a distorted view about what an appropriate sexual encounter might be. So essentially if there's a case where a guy goes, I genuinely thought that she was consenting. That's enough. That's enough. To defend him. Whereas in Victoria that would not stand because it would be like, well, what, you know, more linear facts-wise where it's like, well, was it communicated? And he'd be like, well, no, but I thought she did. Well, they'd be like, well, no, it doesn't matter what you think. Your, your view is distorted. You could think 100% that she was consented. Oh, it's your view. That's your view. Yeah. But, it, but yeah, if yeah. she didn't technically communicate it, then it's rape. So it, it essentially... So New South Wales is looser. Yeah, essentially, it, is, it yeah. essentially gives yeah people who might be accused of rape, um, it, it, it assists them essentially because there's more grounds for them to say well, what they thought. Lines. There's more blurry more, lines. More blurry lines. So the conversation... What about Queensland? They're all the same. So it, th- that's where the conversation is coming in, especially in New South Wales, that, that the that the reform should lean towards toughening up on consent laws to then be more in line with Tasmania and Victoria's. So Queensland's the same as New South Wales? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> but can I just say, like, I'm thinking about my own, especially now being single and having um, having casual sex, and a lot of the time, most of the time, if I'm completely honest, most of the time I do have casual sex, it is after alcohol. And I've never really thought too much about this, this whole communicated consent thing. Like I don't know that I've ever had a conversation with somebody on a casual basis anyway that I can think of off the top of my head where it's like, do you want to have sex? Yeah, but you do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, just be clear. Like, oh, I totally, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just thinking well, about... Unless you haven't and haven't no, told no, no, me, no, no, but no, every no. time no, no, you've no. told me you've had sex... It's been it's consented been and I've wanted yeah. to and, and have enjoyed it. Like yeah. there's never not been an, an instance where I've ever felt like that yeah. in my life really. Um, I just think today it's important to clear that up. But, I mean, is that happening on a regular basis? Because by law... Communicated consent is is an incredibly important part of the consent laws. And if something does go awry or, you know, there are questions, you know, before 
during or after some kind of sexual encounter happens, that key, in Victorian Tassie anyway, that key of communicated consent is really important. I mean, have you have you ever have you ever made a point? Because now I probably will, to be honest, and I will have continue to have casual relationships and casual sex with one night stands, whatever. That will probably be in my mind now, where I go. It, I want to make I, sure that that's. And I know there's not one way, but as I you think, say. But that's the point. I think. But then you can get really like I, I agree with clear communication. But at the same time, if you're consenting, it's more not that you need to say it. It's more that you need to check that they are also consenting. So if you're the one that wants to have sex right, it's not actually that important for you to say, I want to do it because you're feeling comfortable and you're okay. It's more checking that the other person wants wants to do that because you know what your your consent is, your responsibility is to find out the other person's i.e. that's often the case with guys so if you're very you're very happy and very open and very up and yes 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 for sex with this say this bloke his name's bob the the actual issue is that you haven't had any form of conversation of what bob wants not about what you want because you already know how you feel Mm. so it's important for you to think to find out information, not necessarily. Give. And if you're uneasy or you're unsure, then of course that's where you need to move forward and speak. But I'm talking in behalf of somebody like yourself that in all of your sexual experiences of being single and casual relationships, you have wanted to have sex. I have, yeah. So you don't have to say, I want to have sex. You have to actually find out when whether you're Bob, saying okay. yes, whether Bob wants to have sex. And if I'm Nick... And I definitely want to root Sarah. It's my responsibility not to tell Sarah I want to root her. It's my responsibility oh, to, to find out them. if Sarah wants All right, to root that makes me. Sense. So what? So I wonder what happens then about what about if at the time you are consenting and want to have sex? Yes, but you're completely intoxicated and under the influence. And then after, and that's where this stuff gets tricky, I suppose, yeah. especially when you are not in a state where you are making the same decision as you would when you are sober. Right. Well, I think because the rules, I think quick. the rules stand. The rules stand. It's that simple. The rules don't change. But if you feel like you're a person that is going to make a decision under the influence that you may regret the next day, then you have to look at how much you're drinking as well. Mm. Because the rules stand. Everything play on. You're drunk, you're not drunk, it doesn't matter. The rules pl- like the everything stays the same. You need to find out if that person wants to have sex with you, if you're the person that knows for sure. And if you're the person that isn't sure, you have to somehow find a way to communicate that. And this is all talking for legal because it doesn't always work this way. And if you haven't communicated that and you have felt assaulted or you have been raped, then that is absolutely still standing. Like it's not – I'm not saying that that doesn't count – we're just talking about the legality of proving that That's today. Right. It's not about rape is rape. If you didn't want it to happen, whether you said it or not, you were still raped. It's that simple. But today we're talking about how you prove it and the legalities and education around that, right? Because there, pl- there would have been plenty of times where I, where I would have spoken to girlfriends or friends of mine, blah, 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 that would have at the time wanted to have sex with a guy but would have then been like, I don't remember or would I have done that had I not? had that many drinks probably not but this is where it gets very very tricky we have to separate getting drunk and not looking after yourself and rape because if you were raped 
then that was because you chose not to be there and you were able to, you didn't want to, you didn't want to have sex. If you can't remember, then you also don't remember not wanting to have sex. Mm. You can't just, just, that's where it gets really hectic because I'm not at all victim blaming. But we also need to take responsibility about the fact that at the time you also may have been saying, let's go for it. And if you can't remember things, you have to look at yourself in the mirror. Mm. Not saying that anyone, just because you can't remember, can go do anything. I'm not saying that. But there's a chance you may have also said, let's do this. Do you know what else? If you can't remember, you know what I mean? 13, 11, 14 is the number for Lifeline if you are feeling triggered by any of this conversation and you want to check whether something you you might even be like far out what happened to me i'm unsure i'm this is something lingering in my mind i need to follow it through or you feel like this has brought up some things for you that you want to talk through please lean on Mm. our country services like honestly they're there i still i i think that the that the new south wales consent law should be tightened to then fit Victoria and Tasmania's. Well, that's, yeah, you don't have any argument from yeah, there. Yeah, I think that. And you know what? This um, There was a four-corner story on that case that we were talking about before, that the King's Cross case, and um, Miss Goward. I watched it. It was full on. Yeah, Miss Goward, uh, Prue Goward, her name is, who's one of the people um, calling in for a review into the laws, has said, if it's not an enthusiastic yes, then it's a no. But currently, as it stands, that's not the way the New South Wales laws play out. But she's like, that's the way it should be. Yeah, and it's interesting because a lot of the people that have gone to trial in rape cases that I've witnessed and watched and followed, it's just horrific. Like, as somebody that's been sexually assaulted myself, and it's my personal, you know, there was no charges pressed or anything from my perspective. But... um, but I watch, you sit and watch and people have different experiences. People want to do different things. People have ways that they want to activate things. And I just look at these women that are sitting in court mm. alongside people that have hurt them mm. and and justice is not That's behind right. them. They do not come out of there as, as, as – and I feel like we've let them down as a country, mm. that our system doesn't defend people that are hurt. Like well, that's – that's just as a basic level well, fucked up. Well, that's why that case, I think, got a lot of um, conversation around it, that King's Cross case. Miss um, Mullins, she was the one that was 18 at the time that had sex in the alleyway mm-hmm. at King's Cross because she waived her right to anonymity, however you say that word, mm-hmm. because technically she didn't have to come forward and identify herself but she was so passionate about making sure that her case was something that could be learnt from and that reforms could be made from that she said, well... Show my face. Show my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ne- and I do – it is fucked up, but I do think sometimes – not just this country, I think every – there has to be a human kind of face or a yeah. human story for people to go, oh, to separate the legalities and what is actually written down on paper from how this is actually affecting somebody's life, their future, the way they think about and treat themselves, the way – what they do and don't accept – in in future relationships like a sister or a daughter or a best mate that that did have a few drinks did do did change her mind Mm. and was lured in by you know some fancy guy that's Mm -hmm. you know dad owned the the club yeah yeah, Yeah, like and we've all been there that everybody seems shiny and then it wasn't and things took a turn you know originally it didn't plan to be out that way and that's how easily those things can happen and I I just really before we move on want to kind of reiterate that point that when we are talking about these kinds of things 
about the details. It is from a legal perspective. Mm. You know, at the end of the day, again, as I mentioned, somebody that has been hurt, you know in your heart when someone's taken advantage of you and that's all you need to know mm. to be acknowledged. Mm. Um, and, to, and to feel... You know in your gut yeah. when and someone has taken the piss. And to feel... yeah empowered and strong into saying that ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I love Millicombe. Same. In our show notes, we'll put an interview that we had. Oh, with her, we were obsessed so with her. Did we do a full podcast with her, or was it a nah, radio nah. interview? Nah, nah. It was when we were at Kiss FM, the radio station, and she, she said some line at the end like, "I loved your girls," and we were like, "Ah," like frothing. That was just after Bad Mums first came out. I think we have quoted her in press kits. Like, oh, we <laughs> have. Yeah, it's on the bloody website, love. Um, so she came out and did an interview recently and spoke about how she felt like she was a bit of a little shit growing up. Like she dated Macaulay Culkin in a in a very big kind of famous young girl relationship. They dated for a really long time too. I it was didn't something remember. Like, it was something like eight years. It was well, some 20, kind of... 2002 to 2011. Yeah, so there you go, 11 yeah. to nine years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Far out. And he was pretty big then too. Yeah. I mean, he was still a kid star, but he wasn't at the point now where he's kind of the past. Do you know mm, what I mean? It was mm. still there and she said... Um, that it was the most horrible, horrible breakup ever. Has she? Um, she, to, to quote, I fucked up. I was an asshole in my 20s and I'll be the first to admit it and that's something that took me a very long time to come out and be like, yeah, you know what, I was a dick, accept it, own it and move on. I wonder what actually happened. Well, she did she to detail she it? She said it's fucked up what I did. It's fucked up what I, okay, I'm going to stop swearing because people have kind Just of Just say it. Oh, yeah, I effed up what I did. I effed up what I did effed up how I did it. When I got to be single, I said, I just need to figure myself out, generally need to know why I did what I did and regroup myself as a human. Uh, she didn't go in, she wouldn't go into detail, but she said she had to properly forgive herself. Oh, wow. So it was interesting because that's not really what I wanted to talk about, but that's where the conversation started. She did the, um, 
uh, the, is it that 70s show? What's yeah, it called? Yeah, that, that 70s show. Called, that oh, show. I was obsessed with, with that. With Ashton Kutcher. I never got on to that. Oh, my God. That. So that they was... were together. Well, they were working together back in the day. So but they dated on the show. Their characters were always on again, off again. That's right. They weren't the biggest fans of each other. How interesting. And I did find that interesting, and that's the bit that I wanted to talk about today because I was like, how fascinating that you can be someone, work alongside them for such a long time to the point that they get to know not just about you know, the parts that annoy them or the parts that are really loud in their face. But if you're working that closely, there's a good chance you've got to know some form of a foundation of who you are as All a person. sides of someone, yeah. There's yeah. not much hiding if you're, you know, working 18 hours on a set. And you are not attracted to them. Like, that's what he said. And, you know, that they, she kind of thought he was a bit of a douche, which he was. Like, back in the day, he's renowned for being that douche and that Ashton. whole punked thing and everybody <laughs> hated him, punked. basically. Yeah. And... And then, I don't know, maybe it was head to 10 years later, they meet. He was like, you were a bit of a dick. She's like, you were a bit of a douche. And they get married. Mm. That blows my mind at how much time not can just change you, but can change the way you look at everything. Mm. Don't well, you reckon? Like, well, think back to who you knew 10 years ago that you would never, ever, ever think about being in a relationship with. And there's a chance, like, just think of one person in the top of your head now. You don't have to tell me who it is. Yeah, I've got an idea. Just a guy, right? a friend. Well, I only really had one male friend growing up. Yeah. So that guy. Yeah. And you would never, ever have tapped it, nothing. Never wanted to be on a date with him. And you met him in three weeks. He's just traveling, visiting. You're in Bondi as you live there out one night. (laughs) And, And he's just there. And then you guys hook up, get married and have kids. That's a cool story. I should try finding him on Facebook. Oh my! <laughs> I know it's an example. Act. I get. It. I'm taking the piss, my bro. I get it. But I do think you're right. Time because it's not only one person changing; it's two people changing. And if yeah. you think, you, but if you think back and to timing, but you think back to who you were ten years ago. I think back to who I even was one year ago, and I think of how, or two, you know, maybe two years ago, and how much of a different person I am. So then you double that by you and the other person. That have obviously they've both acknowledged that they were dickheads when they were younger. See, this is the thing, right? And this is the this is the hidden fucking gem I got in this story. And this is especially because I think about this all the time. Uh, to to when if you're sitting in a single place now and you are desperate to meet someone, like mm. you've done it, you've been around. I'm not going to put timelines on it because it's different for everyone. It could be a year for someone, it could be three months for someone else, it could be four years for that someone. That was you for a little while. You were ready. I was so ready, yeah. right? And then I think about it and I go, you're not because it's not the time. And you wish it away by wanting the future to come, but actually – in, an, in the end, if they had have met two years before, they wouldn't have been in this place because it was always kind of written. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So at the same time, I feel like the hidden gem here is is that you can't wish for it to be earlier than it's going to come for you. So do you feel like you never went a day – oh, not a day. You know, you never went a month over as a single person. You never went a month longer than you were ready for. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Really? Well, don't forget, when we had that moment and I had had that guy kind of crush me. Break your heart a bit, yeah. And when I look back now and I think, God, that wasn't even a real love kind of feeling. But it was just so many different layers that we put on it that you paint. Like I painted this picture at the time. We were doing the show and I'd become really good friends with this guy and 
I'd painted the picture of what it could be like to be with him. I did not have romantic feelings for him. Mm. I had this beautiful picture of you what it would be like. You convinced yourself that you yeah. could though, I think. Yeah. But we all do it. We all convince, mm. especially with chicks and to the pictures of blokes. Mm. Anyway, I kind of put it out there and said that I cared for him for more. I wanted more. I couldn't pretend. And we were living in this kind of weird friendship and I told, you know, he shut it down and was like, nah, this is, that uh, you're not that kind of, I don't think of you that way. And I was crushed. And I think about that. And when I was in that moment, I was like, I am so ready to meet someone. I'll never forget that coffee we had after. I was, that's the, one of the very few times, like there's been plenty since re- quite more recently, but that was one of the first times in our, in my whole knowing you where I thought, shit, I hope she's going to be okay. Because every other time I'm like, oh, she'll be right. She's pretty resilient. You'll pick yourself up. There's not really a time where I really deeply worry mm. about you. Mm. And that was one of the – that was probably the first time. It was a bit of a shock for me where I was like, fuck, okay. I was so, so, so tired of being single. But that is the difference. It wasn't that I was ready. It was that I was tired of the journey. Mm. There's two very different things, right? Because let me just tell you what happened after that. We finished the year of our first year on air. I was exhausted but so elated. It was such an incredible year. Then I went to New York with a group of people and went for Christmas and travelled on my own, had this epic time, picked up all different boys, had such a ball and then went to India and did all of this healing and proper depth into vulnerability that I was trying to do for the entire year that year. If, if I had have been off with this guy, I wouldn't have done any of that shit. Mm. But even in that moment, sitting across from you in the cafe, I was like, I, I'm ready. Mm. I knew I was ready. But you didn't. Look you at all weren't. that stuff I had yeah. to do. Yeah, so I think okay. it's just nice to hear. I had never had anyone telling me that this kind of stuff. And so then I came back from India in January and I kept doing the work. I put my head up and I went on a trip. Do you know what I mean? Like I hadn't even booked the trip at that point. And I just got on with it, continued to do my own thing. And then in March, I met Oh, ben. March. I was going to say, when was it? Okay. Do you know what's, what's interesting too? Going back to that Miller and um, Ashton thing. It's like, you know how sometimes there could be an ex or an old flame or as you said, somebody that you've, I don't know, or maybe somebody that you've never really viewed in a romantic way. I think it's sometimes can be symbolic because obviously we all grow and we all change and we all evolve, but we don't all evolve at the same rate. And no. you know that with relation, with yeah. friendships, right, yeah. where you go, I'm kind of going at 50 miles an hour and you're going at five and that's fine, you do you. But if I, if I met you in a cafe tomorrow, I genuinely know you don't have the values in a person or a friendship that I'm kind of really looking for. Yeah. I think sometimes it can be symbolic because I know mates and there have been instances that they've dated, they've kind of broken up and then have come back together and one person maybe wants to get back together and the other person's going, nah. Mm. And I think that comes back to the person that said, nah, has done a lot more growing and evolving than the person that's now going, oh, I want to get back together Mm. because you feel different and when you feel different yourself, you look at everybody else differently and you feel differently about them. And I think also you grow different expectations for yourself whereas if you don't kind of move forward – the expectations that you have for yourself and what you want in a relationship stay the same. That's right. So that's what I mean. It's interesting that they've gone off, they've done their own thing, they've grown and evolved, but Ashton and Miller, but obviously at a pretty similar rate because they've both come back and both thought the same thing about each other because they could have met 10 years later. Well, here's the thing And too. he could have gone, 
you're beautiful and stunning and she could have gone, oh, thank you, it's nice to That's see weird. you, but you're still yeah. not my guy, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? But yeah. they've obviously, as the universe would have it, have grown, done what they need to do apart and then come back together and been in a sim. I always think of it as being this like tree branch, like kind of growing out. You know, and I think about that with my with my relationship with my ex, how you kind of like he would grow a bit faster, like a vine up a tree or whatever, mm-hmm. faster, and then I'd kind of catch up, then I'd overtake for a little bit, then he'd come, and then in the end I feel like I was climbing up that wall and I was, too, you know, up at the third window and he was still down at the first. You know what I mean? But, and still, hadn't- I think, but I think the interesting thing is when you when you actually connect with the person you're supposed to be with, that vine turns, you've got your vine their vine but then you've also got a joint vine. yeah it intertwines yeah. well yeah. no you've got a actual vine on its own that's your relationship because it oh you becomes... always talk about this the third yes. The, yes. the third element yes so you've got a stacy vine a ben vine and then a relationship yes. of, of b yes. and s and they all vine. need to be and i've only just started to get used to the fact that that relationship vine or that pool or that bowl has to be the first one so you That's give tough. to that before you then give to yourself? Well, it's a juggling act. Mm, okay. But at the same time, giving to that is giving to myself now. Yeah, right. I because s- when my yeah. relationship sings, I, I sing. You know, when we are connected and good and grounded, then I, I, I'm a bet- like, I feel like I am my best self. And that is the terrifying bit from Miss Independent. So that's interesting because you never hear people talk about it like that where they where you say, I'm going to give to our relationship. I'm going to give time to our relationship. Everyone says, I'm going to give time to Ben. Yeah. So it's not about him. Yes, yes. It's, it's not the nail on the head Yeah, there. so it's not about I've had an aha moment. It's not about him. It's about giving to the relationship because from the relationship – you get nourishment. And you both get it. So you're essentially giving to yourself kind of yes. and to him. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And oh, that's like, why we do I'm, all these random things, like these activities and we do we do therapy and we do our couple connection thing in the morning and all this stuff. And Ben's so tired because he's like far out. I just learned like only a few years ago to work on myself. Now we're doing all this other stuff. But, but what he's starting to realise, which I think I jerried a little bit earlier, is that you give to us first because he'd be like, oh, we like the couple connection stuff in the morning. He's like, I've I got to do a jog too, so maybe I'll do that. And I'm like, mm-mm-mm. Like we both need to be invested at putting this first, otherwise it doesn't work. Because I've heard you talk about it, but it's not until now the pennies kind of dropped as to what it actually means. Can I just say this before we wrap up? Yeah. This is like a catch-up like episode actually like because it's just so interesting that I feel like I've just discovered this whole third thing. Mm. Rather, It's just and I'm still kind of discovering it, but I think I was too scared ever to admit out loud and say, I would put to my relationship first because it sounds like you're putting yourself second. Well, it sounds second. like you lose your sense of independence, yeah. especially when that is so much a part of who you are and what you preach and what but we I'm kind do of, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But now I'm kind of like, no, nah, you're going to marry the guy. You want to build a family and a foundation what and a home. What do you mean, got to marry? You've married him, Oh, bro. yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember happens. that thing, how you got married already? <laughs> exactly. But I'm like, you're there, then you've got to be both feet in, right? And then trust that when you're good that that, that – that flut, like flutters out like little gold specks. But it was funny because this is the one last thing I'll say. If you are also single and very close-minded and we've had a bit of a chat about people like this in the past and you are looking at everybody like you've got everybody figured out, mm. you might not. And this is the other way to look at Miller and, 
and Ashton because she said in this on this podcast also, I told my mum I was starting to see him. We were driving up Laurel Canyon and I was like, mum, I have to tell you I'm dating someone. She was like, oh, tell me, who are you dating? And I was like, you've got to brace yourself for this one. I'm dating Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, what did her mum say? And she literally was like, shut the fuck up in Russian. She said she just wasn't into it. And he was coming off a divorce. You know, we'd had all these ideas of who he was, all these misconceptions about that divorce because a lot of things were written up in the press about it. Um, And there were so many rumours and obviously an idea that I had of him from the past. But if she didn't go in with an open mind, Mm. then this would never have happened. So it is interesting as well when we, we really strike people off. Yeah. You know, very, very quickly. I think what I've realised too through, as you say, the closed-minded thing, I think sometimes it can be a closed-mindedness or or, um, almost the way you look at yourself too. Mm, If you're not kind to yourself Mm. and if you look in the mirror and you think to yourself, I don't like my nose, I'm fat, I'm not funny, I don't like myself, I found the people that don't like themselves don't like other people that much. Yeah. And and I've been talking to someone that I know about. So I'm like, can be the most lovely, warm person, but when it comes to dating and guys, there's always something wrong. Mm. He does this. He does that. I don't like his hair. He's receded. He wears a hat. I'm not a fan. He's too short. He's too tall. He's too fat. His job, all this kind of stuff. It's like... But she says all of those things about her. And I think to myself, God, how judgmental. But she's judgmental about herself. But this is what, and I know I've spoken about it a bit on my socials lately, but this is what my whole book is about. Mm. The second you want to find your partner is the second you go within. That's every single chapter that I've written is about how the lesson was actually about that I learnt in myself. And we keep, we keep going externally looking for the, these people and these dates and this timing to match up with when we want to meet someone, when we want to get married and when we do these things. And we're doing it all wrong. That's why I feel so passionate about writing it because it, it doesn't, it's got nothing to do with the strategy you put externally. It all comes from the lessons that you have from within. All oh, right, guys. Good one. If you like this episode, you can rate it, you can review it, share it with a mate. We really bloody appreciate it. The more ratings and reviews that we get, the more people have an ability to stumble across it and find it. Yes. And uh, we just want to give a big shout out to our VIP Posse membership. This week, we launched the Facebook group over. Um, obviously on Facebook, but it's a private page. If you do want to get involved, um, it is a membership program. The link is in our Instagram bio and it's a Patreon kind of uh, creator's support system and you go on and you pledge and you give us some money and we give you all these other different bits and pieces. Obviously, all this stuff stays for free though. If you want any kind of uh, more detail on how that works or that sounds interesting to you, um, you can go to the link in our Instagram and to click on there or the thinkergirls.com.au there's a whole um yeah a whole pack of information and different well, we've done a different podcast, levels and actually. different levels too we've done a podcast specifically yeah. for it so we'll put that in show notes also there's you know plenty of plenty yeah, of ways to, plenty of ways to find out about it if it's up your alley and if it's not bloody good on you but also a shout out to all of you for listening yes love you guys okay see you next week okay bye, bye. 
love this podcast but you want to chat about it more, make sure you go to the Thinker Girls on Facebook, uh, that's obviously us, and Insta, because that's where we're going to be continuing this convo with you, Posse. Yes, we want to know what you think, Posse. So every week we'll be breaking down our podcast content across social media so you have an opportunity to share your opinions. Plus, we're on Insta stories every damn day, so you get to come along with us for this crazy TG ride. Yeah, Merce. Head to Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, or even Twitter to find us. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.